Blog Talk Radio. Buffalo area that are tuning in 
And uh, we say welcome to Sister Queen's Rise and Shine. We uh, began this program. Our, our, our host mother here is Queen Mother for Real Blog Radio. And this is not her only show. She is just a dynamo of a media mother down there in Atlanta who has all kinds of shows all week long. So be sure to check it out. You can, she'll give you the link uh, sometime during the show where you can go and see what shows are playing when on Blog Talk Radio because there really are some great conversations going on. And uh, we have a number of sisters that were with us for the uh, Ceremony of the Moon Lodge or a traditional African women's gathering, either way you want to look at it, on Friday night uh, to come in and speak with us now about, you know, the the – the, I think where they are really, and 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 they all have bits of cultural events all around them in the city. But really, some of the things that we spoke about that we'd like to do moving forward to support each other. But of course, before we get into it, we certainly want to check with the Return to Spirit Oracle, and I believe our our, our beloved um, Ianifa. If I shade bola como la fe will bless us with the uh, the divine uh, word from the from the divination this evening. Okay, the card that came up today was called right. And it goes like this. Um, there is an expression in English about words being printed in black and white. By drawing this card, Spirit is affirming to you that you need to get your words written down on paper. There is something that you have thought about writing. It could be poetry, a children's book, a song, a letter, a website, a channeled message, a book, or even a speech. Whatever it may be, the energy is pulling your thoughts, ideas, and informate or putting your thoughts, ideas, and information into tangible form of manifestation, of manifestation is here. Do not put it off any longer. If you are having doubts, that's just fine. Just acknowledge them and take action anyway. It's important you do, as this is going to lead to something more. Your creative force and expression is powerful, probably more powerful than you are aware of. What you have to say share and bring forward to others can be very influential and appreciated trust yourself and the words that come to you be mindful not to judge whether your writing seems good enough you just need to allow yourself to start if you have already begun the writing process then it's important for you to receive this encouragement from your guides and the angels as you continue towards completion you can do this your words are needed you are doing great Trust what is coming through you. Trust that you were made to do this. Just keep going. Not everyone is born with the gift or purpose to write, but you were. Now is your time to shine in doing this. The right card is also indicate, also indicate a need to begin journaling. This could be in the form of a diary. However, it could, be also, it could also be that you need to start recording your ideas, thoughts, and teachings you are receiving. There is pertinent information in your written words. And that was the um, return of the spirit message to write. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, this way, we thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. And you know that's some stout. That's just some stout medicine. Any way you look at it. Of course, our sister Loria Shun, amazing writer, has just released her 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 most recent book, Eoya Kumle, and her magical pet rock, Kilalu, an amazing and amazing children's uh, storybook. Of course, I have a book sitting half finished, and every day the ancestors whisper in my ear to please finish my book this year. And any any yeah, you certainly could. Any of us actually really could, and a number of women really should think of the fact that whatever we are experiencing and however we are picking up the tools that help us navigate it, the story being told, and I think I saw a saying up here somewhere that said that it says it's not a story until it's written down. So we're going to see as this kind of, okay, I, you know, and, and with all the ladies here, that because every almost every woman that I met so far in Buffalo could write a story, the entire story of the sisterhood of Buffalo soldiers here in Buffalo should be written. It really should. Sure as I just left that radio station and went in the room for the ancestor mother that uh, lives over there, used to work there, had all kinds of programs on there, and then the fact that a young uh, a sister that I'm going to meet tomorrow and now owns the radio station and she started out there 20 or 30 years ago you know just like an intern just like a little person who just worked in the radio station and now she is the owner so there are an amazing uh, level of stories that we all could write we just received that medicine from the oracle this evening thank you so much Mm-hmm. Good indeed, and and yeah, all of us, yeah, you know, you could write one on the work that you do, and we were talking about this curriculum that we want to pull together for these various levels of mental illness that uh, so many, so many, many women of color are struggling with, and so yeah, we we take that as good medicine. We receive that. Well, yeah, I'm not sure you're looking at the phone numbers, but I do want to welcome our Buffalo sisters that are already on the line in and receive them. Well, I certainly hope they are on. I'm your eternal phone. Mm-hmm. They're all 716, I think, um, area codes. As well, we definitely have one seven one six, and the lines are open 716. Wonderful. Wonderful. Good evening to my sister in peace and love. And 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 who has arrived so far? Because I know there are a number that are coming. Are you there, Buffalo sister? Do you have okay, your phone well, on mute? Maybe she might have it on mute. You yeah. have to unmute it. Mm-hmm. It might be Patricia. Patricia, um, there was a wonderful ceremony just as she's figuring the phone piece out. We only got to go to the tail end of it yesterday, but almost like Oprah celebrated uh, women of color in all fields, celebrities and actresses a while ago. I don't know if any of you saw it was gorgeous. I mean, she really set it out well. They had tents all over, and the women were served. Beautiful dinner, beautiful setting. And yesterday here downtown, uh, Mother Doyle, 
she's called here. We spoke of her last week as the elder mother here, an amazing Buffalo historian uh, that presented Brother Kamal uh, with uh, an award for his long history in the community as a Buffalo historian. And so Mother Doyle was part of the young lady that we expect this evening, Patricia. They both put together a wonderful program where about 30 women of color who have amazing different missions in the city were presented roses and were acknowledged. Their stories were told. So that's one of the reasons that we certainly wanted her to um, come and share that news. But I'm going to give a little bit of setup until one of one of our 716 area codes um, start speaking to us that um, it, it, it has occurred to me in this week that the first contingency that followed the Albae Kinney uh, down into the low country of South Carolina back in 1970 was a contingency from Buffalo. And that would be the Ione Shango and Shango Bumi Makinde and Ia Oyelana and Ia Lode of Buffalo. And so I, I could just keep naming these women and amazingly enough that for 46, 47 years later, all of those women are still in or very deeply affiliated with Oyotunji. And you say in over four decades, hundreds of people have come and gone from Oyotunji, but the contingency from Buffalo remains. Chief Olayatan, who, as I said, was a big radio personality in this town, moves on at midnight. And so, you know, we, of course, don't believe in any accidents or <laughs> coincidences. So it is quite amazing to us to um, have returned to Buffalo uh, and be, be just so well received by the uh, right. cultural and, and and community here. Do we have someone already? We ready? Well, you know the um, mic is open. Um, okay. Seven one six. Um, the mic is open. I hear her faintly. Maybe you have to turn the volume up on your phone, beloved. Blessed love, my sister. There you go. Well, hi, yeah. Brother Kamal. I didn't want to misrepresent. Why? I'm so glad that you, you are there, though. That's wonderful. And so perhaps you could speak, since you were present, and we can't play the DVD through the phone, but could you speak to Monday night's event and what it is? Because I believe it goes on weekly, uh, and uh, we learned about the word hotel there that evening. It was a very rich evening. If you would share with us, don't we wish that libraries in all the cities in America had an African consciousness workshop, really? Yeah, it's community generated. It was generated a few years ago. I don't know exactly how many by brothers and sisters who started off with a study group and wanting to gather together to read together and to learn together. And now it's in the second generation, the younger generation has taken over the responsibility of uh, convening it. And they um, honor their elders by asking for permission to speak before they do engage and they present uh, things all the time that uh, will help enlighten the African consciousness of our community. And the presentation, the wonderful presentation, was about being unapologetically African. It was. <laughs> it was. Yeah. 
It was a really, really good uh, talk we said to Brother Kamal, and for those of you that haven't caught his voice, uh, this is Brother Kamal Fields. We've known each other a long time again through the Buffalo Connection, uh, Chief Olaitan. They grew up as best friends from early in grade school, and here we are now in uh, both of their hometowns, and it's just amazing. The older you get, the more evolutions and revolutions that we actually live through. But, yes, we did speak to that point, um, which was really a continuation of a conversation that we began at Igbe Gala Day down in Oyotunji the first weekend of February that what we were most impressed with from the life and legacy of His Highness Abba Sergeant Adifumi was that he lived his life unapologetically African, no doubt, no doubt. Never saw him back down from anything culturally in any group, in any setting, wherever he was asked to speak, he he definitely brought it to him as the true king that he was. And so, you know, it was a good it was a good visual and a good impression that that's that's the way I try to walk you know, the road of his legacy that that we walk here, definitely. So yes, we um, we are enthused to have a DVD from it, and we'll give the commercial break and say, you know, if you heard it on here and are interested in having one, uh, do uh, write to us at uh, kindredofsangoma.org or kindredofsangoma Facebook community, either place. We'd be glad to send you a copy. It was a, a rich evening of many stories that I think, I believe, you were there, brother. I believe the people got something out of those different stories that were told. A man and a woman, too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the that happened Friday. And so I'm Brother Bill was wrong. there. We want to acknowledge him for big festivals that go on here. I have so much excitement in my blood about the Buffalo Connection. Uh, Umoja is his organization, and they do the big Juneteenth celebration up here and Sankofa Days that happens down in June. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, it's a lot about a lot about a lot. Brother Bill Peoples has an organization called Umoja, and he presents four events a year on an annual basis. One is the convening of the elders, where he allows uh, elders to come out and convene, and he gives a beautiful luncheon, and they all share their wisdom. Last year, last time it was almost two thousand years of collective wisdom. That wow! Spoke. Wow! And, uh, yeah, and then he uh, has the man or the woman of the year, the state of the black family, Buffalo style, and the one that's coming up April 1st here is uh, it's called A Blessed Gathering. And mm-hmm. A Blessed Gathering is one where we honor the queens, and the queens uh, take center stage and share uh, the, wis- the wise mind, the wise wisdom that they have gained over over the years, and it's always a powerful and beautiful uh, event. Mm-hmm. So interesting that uh, maybe that event in April is coming pretty soon after we have this uh, women's empowerment retreat that we're planning with the Buffalo Sisterhood uh, the first weekend in April. We didn't even we didn't even catch that, but now that you say it, I'm like, wow. <laughs> we're really going to have a powerful time with the ancestors, and then go right into a celebration of the feminine. How how fabulous is that? It's all in God's time. But in terms of Juneteenth, Juneteenth, Buffalo has the second largest, I'm told, Juneteenth in the nation. It's maybe not judged by size, but the power may be even the largest 
uh, Juneteenth. Um, it goes for two days, and it's about three or four stages, and it's a full park. It's fully engaged, and the community's fully engaged. But uh, the person whose radio show you blessed today, Ross Jomo Okono, uh, he talks about Juneteenth. Juneteenth is the time of celebration of freedom. But he does one week of uh, of information, of celebration, and of knowledge building before then, which is called Sankofa Days. And it's to remind us that if there was not something called enslavement, we would not have to celebrate freedom because we were a free, prodding, productive people, B.C., before captivity. So we mm-hmm. must remind ourselves of what we were, who we were, and who we still are beyond captivity. But that whole BC time, we must truly be who we are, a free, proud, and productive people. And the more we we are, the more the world will benefit. Right, absolutely. And so, you know, it occurs to me that I did get to see, uh, we've been trying to just fit in uh, catching as many of your videos that do play on the uh, Thoughts and Vision uh, Access Channel programming or, or your YouTube channel. We saw one of the family forum, but we did not see any of the Juneteenth celebration. Can you give us a visual? I mean, is that like a festival you've seen in Oyotunji, or is it a series of workshops? How how does that celebration, what does it look like? Are there drummers from all over, African dance ensembles? What happens? You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, a two-day two weekend in the park, uh, outdoor festival. There's a large parade that goes from the Juneteenth headquarters at one end of the city. It goes down one of the major thoroughfares, Genesee Street in Buffalo, down to the park, and the parade usually lasts at least an hour or two. And uh, then people, you know, vendors, food, information, celebration, convening. They have usually a gospel stage, a arts and culture stage, uh, youth activities happening, uh, uh, tournaments, uh, drill teams, a, a, a wide variety, of fullness. Wow. Mm-hmm. I know that the Avi Kenny uh, used to go. I was very young then, but I remember it was a big Juneteenth that they attended. I think one was in Milwaukee and one was in Texas. And they would create an entire African village in the in the park for you know the, the number of days that the festival was going to go. So I'm really looking forward to it. I hope our schedule works out where we can come in and be a part of it, um, you know, and just uh, experience it for ourselves. Absolutely. And 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 if not, hopefully it will be videoed for someone's access channel. This this year so that uh, those uh, people all over the country that may be listening that are not able to get here in June would also be able to, uh, you know, experience it via a DVD. So absolutely great, great, great. Well, I'm not sure. I know you put out a lot of texts, and I do know from Miss Patricia that she was rather, rather on the tired side. She had been moving all day as well. So uh, they may be a little later before calling in. But, again, this is Sister Queen's Rise and Shine, and we have been um, in Buffalo, New York, this past week. And, uh, indeed, uh, we never, you can't have a second guess the ancestors. We 
were brought here uh, due to the ascension of a relative and to put those final rights and affairs in order, which we did and are still in the process of. But lo and behold, coming back in and, and, and having the opportunity to really connect with Brother Kamal in his own hometown, because really up to this point, we've always connected in the village, you know, kind of on my home turf. But, yeah. Yeah, so here we are on your home turf, and I say to you, sir, you have done a fine job of um, really, you know, filling in the colors and amplifying the colors of many, many, many stories that the chief has uh, shared with the the community and, and priest in Oyotunjo on many occasions, whether he was bringing out his agungo whenever he gets to the story of, you know, how, who he was in Buffalo and how his ancestors led him to the life he now so, has been so dedicated to for 40 years uh, in Oyotunji. Then, you know, now we have like all of the visuals of the different parts of the town, uh, where you grew up, where you went to church, which y'all did, and it's just been really, really rich. And, and to the women that uh, do get to listen, we we have our shows in archives, so they will get to hear the show back. Uh, we say thank you to you as well. It was very good at the Rafi uh, Green Community Center, uh, actual cultural resource center, where we came together uh, in celebration simply because of the time we did explain to them normally gatherings like that would take place on the full moon or on the dark moon, but it mattered not. Still about 12 to 15 women came out all ages, all ages, right on down to uh, a young princess there, daughter of one of the mothers that uh, were there. And it really, really, really was a rich time, uh, very much. That when we first came in, the other one said, you need a podium? And I said, no, ma'am, this is not the talk to. This is the sit in circle and really let this conversation of what we want to stand up and stand for in this in this turbulent time in our world. We have to begin to take it all very seriously in terms of what are our preparations and our zones of protection around our children, our families, what are the Queen's codes right through here, what are the Queen's codes of conduct and protocols just for safety, security, and peace of mind. And and, and we delved into that discussion. It was very, very good. Um, as we said, we wish we had a few sisters to chime in to give their uh to give their testimony of of what they what they liked about it and I guess what they would like to see happen in the future. But there has been some discussion of our return on the first weekend in April to uh really, you know, take it to a hands on level. The building of shrines, the activation of shrines, the um the veneration of our ancestors and how that affects our decision making and our navigation in our daily lives. So we'll see. We know that the ancestors always know best and they go out before us so that our success is always, always assured. I'm going to step over uh, to the ear there and say, yeah, what's your update this week? When last we spoke with you last week, you had wonderful anniversary celebrations going on in the temple. And before I do, I want to shout out to those women that I know are tired on their feet from crossing the bridge crossing today in Selma. And so we give them a shout out. Of course, we remember 
that, that they crossed that bridge again every year since 1963 uh, as the uh, march from Selma to Montgomery was sparked and will always be remembered on March, this first Sunday in March. So, yeah, what's, what's been happening down there in the ATL for your week? Well, actually, it's it's been uh, routinely quiet, which it usually is as we do our ancestor work and we get into our individual selves to begin to goal set and look at the future because mm. it makes no sense in 10 years to be thinking about doing something <clears throat> that you could have done in that 10 years. So I mm. give thanks to Ianifa that uh, inspired us with you know, writing because um, I know something that I need to do. And so that just was confirmation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, I tell you the truth that um, I'm pretty a quiet person. I, I pretty much uh, do a lot of uh, reading. And I'm so amazed that the brothers and sisters in Buffalo to be able to keep the strength alive, you know, in spite mm-hmm. of so many uh, things that have tried to throw slander on the Buffalo, you know, mm-hmm. New York area. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's such a beautiful thing to hear. I want to take a bag and go with you to your various different... Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be very powerful. But, you know, yeah, you hit on a point that yeah, we don't want to just paint it as a flower garden because surely it is not. I mean, for number one, it's freezing. Today was the first day that I think we were up over 30 the whole week. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we were just speaking to that, women with children, women with jobs. Like, you you have to endure this level of winter. And then uh, as we went to Niagara Falls last weekend, the professor from one of the area universities was pointing out an entire neighborhood taken over by the heroin addiction. And, like, you know, every day, Every other day, people die there over the drug deals or the overdoses or whatever. And so, yes, it has been formidable opposition up here in Buffalo. But as the young man that we were on the air with uh, gave us a little bit of a mini tour through the radio station, they have an amazing pictures of all the years and the history of this station and just how in a family, it's about two or three families that this particular, it's a little daytime station, comes on when the sun comes up and goes off the air when the sun goes down. But it really, you know, even the home that I'm I'm staying in, that yeah, gets up early in the morning and she has that station on. They have the gospel and, you know, they go through all the parts in the day and it's very central to their news. And, you know, I'll come back with an armful of different black newspapers and publications where they are on it, you know. And, and, and the sisters that are on the Board of Education here, we were looking at a show last night on the on the uh, cable here where now two brothers, and that's what the one was saying, one is a Muslim and the other is a Christian, but true true brotherly love because they both have children and they know that they both have strong concerns with these schools being shut down here in Buffalo. And so just the level of activism is very inspiring. I don't know if it's the size of Buffalo or, again, like we've been saying, just the history of the ancestors that have lived here 
And they do say that, you know, there were parts where Harriet Tubman went through here on her way taking slaves up as far as Canada. And so there is a, a level of energy ancestrally here. Even uh, Brother Kamal took me to a church where, you know, they try and hide to the side the picture of the black, <laughs> black Madonna like there in, uh, in, in Atlanta, you know. And so there's all kinds of levels of the real history. And then everywhere you go, there's Indian names to every street and every area and stuff. And so it's just really uh, electric for me, for an ancestral piece. It is absolutely electrifying here in terms of the little ink spot that helped me with the funeral programs and does most of the printing in this town, owned by black people. It's really, really, really very inspiring, you know, and I hope that as... Mm-hmm. As we go through this time and people are just, particularly down there in the South, you know, as this all shakes out, we don't know how it's going to shake out with these Republicans or what they're doing. But this is, you know, such an example, and I said that to Brother Kamal before I leave out of town, I'm going to go and do various pictures of all these things, billboards with Marcus Garvey and Malcolm X. I'm going to just do that as a slideshow presentation about the Buffalo Soldiers moving forward that I will take with me to the various gatherings throughout this year because, you know, I'm just not seeing it at this level in other uh, communities of color. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not seeing it at this level. You know, well, where, I, think where... people are, I think people are trying to do whatever they can do within their level of interaction. Mm. But, you know, it's very hard for our people to embrace our cultures of yeah. Africa. Because there's so many. And because it's always been used as a negative imagery, you know, it's taken a long time to uh, unbrainwash, you know, black people into wanting to be connected to their, you know, root selves. And I think that... Yeah. I think that... um, People have to do what they can do where they're at. Mm -hmm. And I think that it'd be great to publicize what Buffalo is doing so that other people can be inspired to Mm -hmm. replicate or bring them around so that the children can be edified from the Mm -hmm. information. Absolutely. You know, for what they teach about civil rights is minimal at best. Mm -hmm. And so that children don't get the understanding that this is an association of people working hard to achieve a goal to bring about justice in an unjust system. And it still continues. That's what we have to contain with ourselves. And everyone know that we continue in our struggle for freedom because it's more like going backwards because they, the more they show wilding and crazy, um, you know, uh, children of color acting out, shooting, whatever, the less likely that people are sensitive to our children. Mm-hmm. You know, they already have ill will and, and feelings from decades. Of brainwashing. Yeah, and fear, fear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fear. 
You know, fear is the it, it for me is the root of all evil that the ignorance comes up. You know, and as you were speaking, I was considering the uh, the young uh, black youths that were beat up and dragged out of a Trump uh, campaign appearance. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, is anyone speaking about this? I mean, are there any consequences to this kind of behavior? You know, and, of course, then if, again, like a Ferguson, you know, neighborhoods of people reacted, oh, well, then we play in the race card. And so right, it really, right. I find, is a catch-22, you know, one of the reasons that we, because it was said, and I brought it to the women here, they said, oh, no, you know, we have a little Kwanzaa thing, and they dress up, but... We just can't abide with these uh, with these black people who want to want to be you know fake or or, or just right, only right. want to be um, African when it's uh, you know uh, popular for whatever holiday they're passing through. They don't live that twenty four seven. And so I said to the sister, and I said, now y'all can't allow people to be saying that, and particularly not to an outsider that comes in. You know, we really have to authentically step into our queendoms, and we're not we're not Jehovah Witness. We're not telling you any particular thing, but the fact of it is is you have to step into your authority right here because if not, then all of this crazy uh, uh, police states and things like that will just run you over like a doormat. They'll just walk all over you. Yeah. And so we have to, yeah, we have to make some very serious choices that I think, you know, and nobody really asked me, but I'm watching this whole political climate, you know, move as it is, and and the the KKK and white supremacists chiming in now, and and even in speaking with uh, um, not Africans or African Americans, uh, the Caucasians, they're afraid, they're afraid. They're seeing something in American politics that has never been seen before. And so when all of this fear happens, how prepared are we to teach our own children, to hold them close, and and, and to begin to govern ourselves in our neighborhoods and our communities about where we will go and where we won't go? And and these were the kinds of decisions, really, these were the kinds of decisions that I'm very thankful that as we were growing up, our elders, that is exactly the kind of decisions that were made and discussed in families and churches and things like that. And, you know, we were saying here, of course, there's a lot of big churches here and very popular, some of the uh, preachers and things, these billion-dollar churches that they're, they're building. And, you, you know, to me, in my mind, it could raise at least 300 families up out of the ghetto, okay, the amount of money that's spent on one building. And the fact of the matter is is that when when, when the knit hits the grit, can those people go over to the church and, and sleep or stay when they don't have anywhere to stay? You know, so these are the things that we really have to have the real conversations about and begin to sort out. Um, uh, you know, I'm sad that we didn't get to have that uh, uh, gathering and, and uh, retreat time with women over in Selma this weekend. The ancestors saw, saw fit to have us on a mission here. But, yes, I'm very much looking forward to the one in April. And then, of course, we have uh, the Mother's Day weekend in Kentucky. And, uh, you know, they'll go on throughout the year. We're going to say again in case women like yourself say, how do, you, how do you keep up here? Just go to the website and hit the calendar page, and then we try to really keep that updated in terms of where these gatherings are happening. And uh, and I, I don't think anyone should wait for me necessarily. I think that strong women have to make the decision to talk about it wherever, in, in the beauty shop, 
in the church, wherever it is, women and sisters can get together now. Let's really, you know, get on down the policy in terms of how we're going to protect our children because if we don't do it, I don't think, you know, other people are coming to the front lines quick enough for me. Exactly. You know, this is, they won't yeah. do it. They won't yeah. do it. Don't, don't no. be fooled. No one is going to take care of anyone's children if they don't feel connected or you know, have some connection. And, you know, everybody's not born quite as it's kept uh, free of bias, you know. Uh, Well, you're born free of bias. Uh, You're taught all the bias. But, again, within communities, there's so much fear about who is who. And I think that uh, Dr. Frances Cress Wellesley, she hit it on the head. They are the resistance. Exactly. And they I would just say Eva, yeah, to salute her. She became an ancestor. Yeah, she did. I saw some of her talks. She she hit it on the head. Where where are our mothers like that? This is why I say when I see the silliness on television, you remember Barbara Jordan. You remember some of our strong mothers that you know, these types of things just wouldn't even be tolerated. Women like that, they just didn't even tolerate silliness, really they didn't. You either had to come intelligent and give them a reason and this is how we got this far. You know, the very thing that people walked across that bridge today for. You know, these the, these voting powers of voting didn't come easy for black people. Hundreds of black people died for this right to vote out here. You know, yeah, thousands. Yeah. I want to say something quickly about a, a ancestor, sister soldier, who people don't may not equate with Buffalo, but was a Buffalo soldier, and All she was right. the first black woman to run for president of this United States. Mm-hmm. Sister Shirley Chisholm. When she Shirley came, right when she after she made her run, she came and settled here in Amherst, New York, with her husband Arthur Hardwick. Uh, and she became a Buffalo soldier. So she is one of the strong examples we have of a sister who stepped up first before the brothers even stepped up. I share. And say, I can hold that office. I can mm-hmm. do this. Mm-hmm. And it's just so good and so strong. You know, maybe she didn't get as much recognition as Shirley Chisholm, but for all of the daughters that saw her, you know, and all of the daughters even now that relate to our first lady and say, you know, um, these things exist or they, they have the possibility of existing or when do we br- bring our own power back into our own uh, neighborhoods, you know, because it, 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 it's very clear that the leadership ahead may get a little shaky as far as people of color are concerned. <laughs> well, you know, I want to say that um, Shirley Chisholm, I had the um, the benefit of working for her during her campaign for mayor in New oh, York. Wonderful. And uh-huh. uh, sure well actually Congresswoman. Mm-hmm. But and she won. But I I wanna say that she was a threat and she was a huge threat mm-hmm. to not only white men but black men as well. Mm-hmm. She spoke everybody listened. She organized her machine, so she was the one telling Hmm. And I don't think that men were able to handle that. Hmm. Probably not in that particular time, you know. 
uh, it took a little bit. You know, they might be a little bit more polite to Michelle now that the years have gone by. But I, I was young that time, but I remember how, and that's why I'm so impressed with people like her and people like Barbara Jordan, people like Angela Davis, who, again, unapologetically, they were going to bring it to the table, you know. And uh, you're right. It probably unhinged a number of, you know, males, black and white, that just didn't think that that black woman had the right to even open up her intelligence like that in full view of everybody. You know, it's all right as long as you're teaching in the school, as long as you're a librarian, but no, you can't come out here full-fledged in the political scene and open up that kind of intelligence. They they probably were very threatened by it. But she didn't I really opened stop. up someone else's line at 716. All right, and, wonderful. Uh, Welcome. So that we can Welcome. Get oh, hello. How do you get on the line? Well, you're on the line now. <laughs> she opens oh, up your wow. line down there in Atlanta, and Brother Kamal is on, and and uh, this is uh, Queen Mother for Real, who is our host there from the Atlanta area, and you are, which one of my wonderful Buffalo soldiers are you? I'm Miss Goodness. Peace oh, my goodness. Everybody. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Queen Mother. This this mother here, she's um, a spoken or a word artist. And so I well, a minute ago we said, please come on, because the other evening as we gathered with all the women, uh, we so wanted there was going to be a transition piece between the women's circle and then the drumming and, and the praise of Orisha and ancestors. And I wanted but a, a sister really in an emergency situation needed a reading, so we got pulled to do that. And we had to step past this sister right here, good to to give us her, some of her poetry. So, goodness, now that you've joined us, I would love, first of all, for you to share with our listeners um, just a little bit about what even called your attention. I know Brother Kamal would be exactly the person who told you about the Friday gathering, but, you know, how did you find that? And is that something that you feel that, like the African Conscious Workshop at the libraries on Monday, that there is a need for it here in Buffalo? Oh, it's, it's definitely a need for it. And uh, another poetic sister queen friend of mine, uh, she's going to start something up here in the Buffalo area pertaining to the sisters. So um, that's why I invited her out yesterday so that she could, uh, you know, tell you a little bit about what she's going to be starting up. And it's mm-hmm. called the um, Sister Cipher. It's called mm-hmm. the Sister Cipher. So I'm going to be helping her out in whatever she needs you know, um, in that area, but it's basically, you know, getting the sisters together in a comfortable setting like we were in yesterday, but in a setting where they can, you know, uh, you know, talk about their issues or warm up and, uh, you know, it, it, what she wants to eventually do is turn it into a play. So if the women don't feel like telling their story, they can have someone act out their story for them, mm-hmm. you know. So there's a lot that good. goes in with that. She, she knows for the therapeutic healing part of it, for the uh, poetic part of it, which is also therapeutic, So and the theatrical part of it that's also, you know, therapeutic. And for the internet, mm-hmm. you know, for the women to have somewhere safe, a safe haven to go to about what issues that the black women, you know, in this day and age, you know, encounter and are experiencing. And I uh, the listeners, and that's my sister Queen Miss Deatra. She goes by the name of Love London, London Love. Mm. And um, so I just want to give my sister Queen a shout out. 
And okay. um, just to give you a little bit about myself, my name is Goodness, and I'm a local poet in the Buffalo area. I put a lot of events together for the youth. Um, I have my ninth edition of my citywide youth open mic coming up March 26th at the awesome. Frankie Merriweather Library. And my mm-hmm. mission is to provoke creativity and promote literacy amongst the youth and the adults in our communities, you know. So, and um, I also do a lot of different things in the community. Miss Karima Amin just recently nominated me for the Sisters Award, which mm-hmm. is an event that goes on every year. And uh, they just started doing the awards maybe three years ago. This is their third year in. And I was so blessed and honored to be a recipient a recipient of the award. So mm-hmm. I'm really honored, and I thank Miss Karima for that and mm-hmm. the people who selected. But um, and I'm thinking of what type of piece could I do for the listeners? I say, so, I say. And while you think about it, I want, I'm going to give you a minute to even roll that tape and whenever you're ready. But you hit on a really good point uh, as far as, and I do want to meet her because it just sounds like we're traveling on parallel lanes here uh, for the Sister Cipher program. You know, it reminded me of one of the reasons that I opened up to go toward this Women's Weekend, at the, the first weekend in April, because uh, one of the workshops that we do is tending our spiritual gardens. And and it's sort of set oh. on the same. Mm-hmm, it's set on the same premise that sometimes women come in so wounded and so traumatized that they cannot. They cannot articulate. Well, what should I do? Or where is my heart broke? Or how am I gonna fix it? <laughs> they just can't do yes, it. But so we go into the gardens of our soul. We use our gardening as a metaphor to talk about the soil of our soul and where it's depleted and how we fertilize it and what tools do we need in our gardening, where are weeds growing. And so like that, like creating a character that can house your wounds or your woundedness and move you through the healing, we offer, you know, that setting of uh, going into the gardens of our soul so that we can get the work done or at least acknowledge where where are the areas in the garden that we want to work on? So, yeah, and I, I, I look forward to meeting her. I appreciate her. with that metaphor because that's like getting to the root of the problem, the root of the right. problem. Exactly. And once exactly. you get to the root and get to that weed and, and get to the root of that, you can mm-hmm. really figure out what's going on. And, you know, actually, uh, my sister, Queen Deatra, she just I just spoke with her, and she told me that um, – the sister from Friday spoke your name on the radio. I said, oh, yeah, she has a blog, and uh, mm-hmm. Russell Mount wants me to call. She said, no, she did Ross Jomo on them show. And I said, mm-hmm. oh, really? And she said, yeah. yeah, and she spoke your name. And I said, are you serious? I said, wow. <laughs> yes, ma'am, I, okay. so, I did. I, like, I really did. It was we just passed by. You know why I'm here, you know, and it was more and more. I've been going since five this morning to really pull all of these parts together and have to go to the surrogate court. So I had asked Brother Kamal when he mentioned that brother's show, and, of course, they wanted me to see the history of the radio station because the chief of Laitan, who is still in Oyotunji, this was a station that he worked for like over 35 years ago. He was moved on at midnight in this town. I know, isn't that amazing? And so I actually, you know, on the way back then, we got a chance to stop by then. But it was like, well, come on, because he had at some point that the Abai actually came through Buffalo, uh, the king of the African village. He interviewed the king on uh, on the same radio station and show. And so he was somewhat excited to have uh, the king's secretary. 
It was a blessing. It was a definite blessing. And you know, Absolutely. And I just figured I just figured the piece that I'm gonna do. And, there you go, uh, brother Kamal. <laughs> brother Kamal can can attest to this because uh, he was a witness to this performance. Um, myself, uh, my sister Queen Miss Deatra, and her husband Paulo, and together they're known as the dynamic duo Paulo Dia. And we also mm. were accompanied by an acapella group called Brothers in Christ. And mm. we did a performance, and the name of our performance was Buffalo Soldier. So in oh, honor gosh. of all the Buffalo Soldiers and, and, and all that you've been doing and the connection with this Buffalo Soldier because this history is so rich and thick, um, that's the piece that I'm going to share with you. And nice. um, Sister Deatra, she was on the flute. Her husband, Paolo, my brother, he was on the... Uh, on the djembe, and we were also accompanied by Ross Jomo and his son Tafari on the djembe, on the drum, along mm. with the Brothers in Christ. And um, so I'm going to do this piece so that we can, uh, you know, all, you know, just marinate on the uh, ancestors of the Buffalo Soldiers. Ashe. And it's called Do the Math, Buffalo Soldiers, Stand Up and Add It Up and Do the Math. Ashe. Here's the equation. <laughs> if the other persuasion knows that black plus black equals unity, not to mention black is a frequency. But by dividing two by two and four by four in every community automatically solves their problem. Here's the real question. Then why do we still learn mathematics from them? Hmm. Well, clearly some of us ourselves are geometry scholars. Why spend X amount of our money multiplying their dollars? especially if we're not getting a fraction of the proceeds, knowing it was us picking and planting those cotton-picking seeds. Cotton? The fabric of whose lives? Materials torn off the backs of our ancestors, now fashionably worn on the backs of their predecessors. Mm. And it still ain't all right. From sunup to sundown, working fields. They were either getting beat all day or, Master, please, son, no, please. Rape throughout the night. Poetry. Astrology. And even algebra. Since the beginning of history in these United States of America, among other things like kings and queens, all originated from Africa. Mother Africa. So here's the solution. The answer to the equation. It's time that we Mentally, spiritually, physically, and most importantly, scientifically and mathematically, rebuild our own mighty nation, minus the racism. Now, Buffalo soldiers, stand up, add it up, and do the math. Get um. <laughs> Get um. <laughs> awesome. Oh, Well, we are so honored to have that beautiful gift just shared 
on this program. And in case you came on after we said so, there are archives available, so just know that you can, you know, say that to people when you speak about being on the show. Um, Queen Mother, why don't you do that right now? Just give us the commercial on it, because I know I've been to the blog radio site, but I don't know the exact link where they can go to hear this program in archives. Uh, well, they can follow the link on your page mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or my page, and it'll take them right there. Uh, it's it's uh, blog talk slash uh, ask, uh, no, Queen Mother for Real. Queen Mother for Real, right? Yeah. yeah. Blog yeah. talk radio right. slash Queen Mother for Real. So definitely, um, I'm going to listen to it again. That was just outstanding, and he is there. A book of poems coming because at the top of the hour, we always do divination from the oracle, return to spirit, and our card pulled tonight was white. And uh, when the Ianifa there in Atlanta spoke the uh, message on the card, it was about writing and and the importance of it, whether it's a journal, a book, or, you know, yeah, playwright. I know, I said, and I knew I had invited you. I was like, okay, this is going to show up like about six times over. But we would love, I know I would get a book of your poems in a heartbeat. Wow, absolutely. I I do have a legislation as of now. I have one called Naughty Street, nice Mm -hmm. naughty poetry. And then I also have another one called Inspirational Poetry Emotion. And and I'm looking to try to put out a new book this year because the Naughty Street, although it has nice and naughty poetry, is more nice than naughty. You know, it's a lot of of women's anthem. It's a lot of, uh, you know, just awareness and just things about emotions. And so, you know, it's more of that than it is naughty. So what I do is I just want to put a book out with, you know, a a variation or, well, a variety of poetry because Mm -hmm. I don't just have one set style or one set, you know, I'm all over the board because whatever just is (laughs) in my heart or touches me or whatever subject is going around, you know, I can do it and and that's what I work with. So, but I do have one and it's on, um, Amazon.com, Kindle.com, and CreateSpace.com. And it's called mm-hmm. Naughty Street, Nice and Naughty Poetry, written by Goodness. Okay. You do audio books. And Queen Mother, for real, peace and love, peace and love. Let me just acknowledge mm-hmm. you, Miss Queen. And mm-hmm. I forgot to ask the elders permission to speak. I was, I didn't even That's know I was true. on. I'm like, oh, I was wondering, do I press a number? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we love your poetry. And audiobooks would be fabulous because your voice resonates so much oh, wow. feeling that this is a honor for you to have done. Oh, I hope you will honor us even more with uh, yes, more ma'am. of your great poetry. Wow. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Wow. No, if you guys could set up a date in the yeah. corner in a 15-minute section for me, I could get with y'all. <laughs> Yes, and we're going to do it. This is Women's History Month. We're going to do it. We're going to have you back and have a poetry corner, you know, just like maybe it'll be a standard every week like we have the uh, Oracle read at the beginning, you know, and my friend Ayo opens up the show with her beautiful song. I don't know, but sometimes at the end of the show we get to play her song 
giving back again, which uh, goes with the whole African-American exhibit that's going on in three universities over there in North Carolina. So, you know, I think I think we're rocking it, ladies. I can't, I can't be sure, but I, I pretty much feel like this thing is Absolutely. rising. There is a liftoff happening here. Bless it, love, sister. Bless it, love, sister. Can I say connection. Bless it, love. I want to just chime in for a minute if I can. You know, uh, I don't want to really uh, break out my poetry. I want to talk about, you know, the sweet things in life. Oshun and <laughs> the poem I got called Honey Pot, which I won't bore you ladies with right now, but sister knows what I'm talking about. Sister goodness. It's a really but, nice poem. You might as well go ahead and open it. And you why don't you? Yes, offer that honey to the women for uh, women's history month. Go ahead and do it, brother. I'll make you blush now. I'll go request one from, from, from Sister Goodness on police brutality. But I'll drop oh, the honey pot real quick. Real quick on honey pot. All right. And All uh, right. sometimes sometimes in, in different company I'll I'll dedicate it to Winnie the Pooh. It's called oh, Honey okay. Pot. That's a good thing. It's called Honey Pot. And it goes real quick. It says, uh, after you find out where the honey pot's hid, how can they blame you for lifting the lid? How can they blame you for taking a taste? How can they blame you that smile on your face, Honey Pot? <laughs> I say. Thank you. I say. But please brutality. Yes. Very sweet. Ah. I say. Mr. Goodness, you got one on police brutality. We want to hear it. Yes, ma'am. I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to roll. All right. Thank you, Brother Kamal, for that request. That's uh, sweet when you got people that, you know, ask for questions. Yeah, I know your work. I feel like an R&B singer, but I don't sing. But okay. Uh, (laughs) Let's see here. In all actuality, real life, not TV's reality. Realistically, brutally speaking, on police brutality. I'm about to attack this thing like they done Rodney King. Royally beat this subject to a pulp, but done poetically. Assassinate this topic like the D.C. sniper, but done verbally. Notice how they didn't bother to try to shoot and kill that brother because he was killing people the same color as you and me. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I'm young and I'm black, definitely bears weight on the fact that you will actually go war to Worldcraft on me when some of us are barely even old enough to go to war and fight for this country. Just because I look and dress differently, you don't have nor own the right to remain. Black lives matter. My life is not a game. Hmm. Playing judge, jury, and executioner passing judgment on me? Officer. Hands up, hold up, raise up, back up off of me. This ain't the days of slavery. Targeting an unsuspected suspect, being disrespected for a numerous amount of hours long, whether the perp's right or wrong. 911 is a joke, was, and still is a classic public. All jokes aside, I deserve your respect. You are to serve and protect. Yet you rather reenact NCIS episodes throughout the inner city project. Simply because you wear the badge of a shield, does that not alone yield? You the go-ahead, the right to go upside my head. Victim to a reoccurring crime committed by one time, them cops, intentionally, speaking in the voice of all young black males internationally, 
you're going to stop brutally putting your hands on me. Mm-hmm. Poetically speaking, spoken words on police brutality. I'm just blown away here. <laughs> wow. Yes, yes, thank you. Thank that you. is really awesome. Powerful. Great work. Yeah, and so I'm definitely going to be looking your books up online. I mean, really just thank awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate the honor and then for you guys to even let me come on and do so. And thank you so much again, Kamal, for the uh, connection. And I really enjoyed everything Friday. Everything oh. was so beautiful. You know, no, I appreciate me. you um, saying that. And uh, we're going to circle back around. When you look again, there will be a, a sisterhood, of Buffalo Soldiers Facebook community in just a minute as soon as I can land and take the time to put it together so that we can really keep this network strong and this connection That's strong right. because, I, yeah, I think that we made some really good connections on Friday for sure. Yes, ma'am. And, you know, I was telling Brother Kamal when he called me briefly to tell me about the radio show, the talk radio blog. And I said, you know, I really wish I could have talked to her and, you know, spoken to you a little bit more. I know I hugged you like 50 times. And, mm-hmm. uh, but I know. You remind me of my uh, mother-in-law. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, your facial, your facial features, the way you talk, your everything, and I was like, wow, it's just almost like staring at this lady again, you know, and uh, rest her soul, but you sure do, and I was like, and I I mean, you know, I'm automatically was drawn to the idea of the, you know, with the moon ceremony and the ties and everything with the women and the cycle, everything about the conversation from when we first initially spoke over the phone already Mm -hmm. drew me towards the event. That's Mm -hmm. why I made it my business to come there, be it late or not, but I, I made my I had to make that because I knew it was important for me to be there and for me not to miss that because certain things like that don't come around all the time. That's right. That's right. It really is important, you know, and I really, I said that on the Brothers Radio Show earlier. I said, well, okay, now, you know, the opportunity is knocking, is knocking at your door. And so if there's an opportunity for us to return in April, and you already know that your grandmothers would be smiling from the heaven for you to come and, you know, get these secrets and things, why should I take them to the grave with me? And it's yeah. so true that we don't have enough of these sacred ceremonies of women, you know, the, the, the daughter of ISIS meetings, the Eastern Star meetings, the places where women really talked about their powers. And so, uh, yeah, and then we don't have those settings anymore. You know, even if we got simplified down to Girl Scouts or Campfire Girls, which I was both, but we don't have them anymore. And we deserve, you know, our daughters deserve them. Our granddaughters deserve to have the elder women in their communities doing this so that we do not pray victim, you know. And and, uh, Queen uh, Queen Mother for Real talks about this every week with the Million Mothers March that we're trying to do in Augusta at the end of July. That uh, Yeah, because it's just time for, for, for mothers to take a stand. We just cannot stand idly by and watch women burying their children and there's not enough level of sisterhood among us for you know to say that no sister I got your back I'm fitting to stand with you about this yes. now. 
You know, can yeah. nothing we're going to do bring the life of your child back, but we just not fitting to let it go down like this. Like we all just keep shopping at Walmart and you are crying over your child every day. Yeah. That's not okay. It's not okay. You know, yeah, it's like a lady I took to church here this morning, you know, she was sitting in the lobby and we came down, I was moving through a million parts, but the mother that I'm staying with, she needed a ride to church and she had missed her bus and everything. I was like, well, come on, we'll take you. And when we got down here, the lady was sitting faithfully waiting for a lady that told her she was going to give her a ride to church. And so the, the grandmother and the granddaughter were sitting in the lobby, and then, you know, I know Eel was late for church. So we wow. knew that her ride should have been there. And so we made oh, room, wow. of course, in the car to take her to church. And what happened? As soon as the car pulled up in front of the church, there's the woman that was supposed to give her the ride, just getting out and of her car. Her. And that's, yeah, how, and that's how God works. And look what I told him. I said, now, don't y'all let nothing steal your joy. Don't y'all go in there talking about what she should have, would have, could have done because God sent me by, you got here, and now you're supposed to go in and hear the word. That's what you're supposed to do. You ain't supposed to spend this whole church service talking about how bad that was, that if she didn't want to give you a ride, she could have just said so because you know how we are. We get to chat right. on it and miss God's message, mm-hmm. and that's the truth because yeah. the whole point is she was going for God's word, so that's, that's the right. important part, and that's what she that's was here right. for, and she made it there for that. So that was a blessing, you it know. Was. And I'm glad you brought up the part about grandchildren because mm-hmm. I have a total of six grandchildren, and um, I have four that are biologically mine, and the other two are still mine. And my oldest grand, I call her grand lady. This young lady is everywhere I'm at. She's at all the Kwanzaa. She's at all the Juneteenth. She's at the Marcus Garvey Back to School Readiness Project. She's everywhere I'm at. And this baby is going to have some culture. And she's going to know, and she's going to be able to pass it on to her siblings when they get old enough to understand it. So I'm, I'm definitely, you know, trying to instill that in her so that she'll know about her roots and her, uh, you know, uh, her ancestors. And uh, my grandbaby uh, happened to perform at the last day of Kwanzaa. It was a little brief song that uh, Ms. Deatra and Mr. Paulo and everybody came up with, that we came up with mm-hmm. one day we were networking. They came up with this song, and we were learning it. And she was in the other room, and she heard us rehearsing it. The, the next night, she repeated it right back to us. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. That's what's My grandbaby can tell you what the red, black, and green colors mean. I and the brother, the brother whose radio station that you guys went to today, uh, Brother Ross Jomo, to his radio show, um, you know, he, he's involved in the Marcus Garvey Back to School Readiness Project Heavy. And last year was my first year being a part of it. And, um, you know, my grandbaby, uh, she's five, but she'll be six on the 18th of this month. But she was five at the time. Well, she's still five, but, you know, uh, she was learning as well as the other kids. And they always had an affirmation circle in the beginning, you know, so you could get out, you know, what was good for that day, what you learned, or, I mean, not what you learned, but what was good about your day, or what were you looking forward for in your day, or what have you. And then they had a confirmation circle at the end to, to uh, you know, for you to, you know, reveal what you learned for that day or what was good about the, you know, the uh, learning experience. So, um, Grand Lady, can you do me a favor? Grandma on the radio station with Miss uh, Sangoma, 
Okay. You have another seven. Garvey School. Another seven one six number in here. Yes. Let's okay. welcome him in. Let's welcome him in to the conversation. Good evening. Welcome to Sister Queen's Rise and Shine. Give us the yes. give us welcome the gift of your voice. I think you might have to tell them their number, even though we don't usually do that. And, and oh, hopefully you're not you muted. You are unmuted. So Nothing. you can... Seven. Hello? Hello? Oh, well, I don't know if they're there. Uh, yeah. Grady, tell them what you learned at the Marcus Garvey Back to School Readiness Project. Propaganda measurement. Awesome, princess. Oh, my goodness. Listen to you. You're so smart and so bright. Hi, Alafia. And can you tell her what the red, black, and green colors mean for Grandma? Red is blue, black is green, and green is for the land. Oh, you are young hey. liberation movement in yourself, princess. Oh, we are so you. proud of you. Say thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward thank to you. meeting you. She says she's looking forward to meeting you. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. All right, then. Thank you for having me on your radio show. Thank you for having me on your radio show. Absolutely, our pleasure. Wow, and you know what? I can't even see her, but my my little Chloe just made four, and of course she's four going off fifty four. And if she were in this room with me, it would be an equal conversation. You see what I'm saying? These little lights, these grandmothers return right here. <laughs> you better stand up and act like you know. Okay, you can't give them nothing silly. Because they came here ready. They came here ready, ladies. Yeah, we have to be strong with our medicine passing it down to them because they really came here ready. I am so pleased. And we should do that more, you know. I'm busy now and on the road, but whenever, because I do too. I call my grands, my grands. I have one graduating, and then just a minute ago I put a video up where she, you know, from watching her grandmother and all the priest work, her her people really got into that place where some of her ancestor work wasn't done. Hmm. Girlfriend coordinated that thing. She went through her father and her uncles and got all the money for the sacrifices to be done, and she stood and did it. And, I mean, I put that video up on Facebook. I sure did. I was so proud of her. I didn't know what to do, and it makes us feel good. You know, I have five granddaughters, and, again, I'm sure as my mother and grandmother and great-grandmothers were leaving, that's why they gave so much to me, because you you recognize that we're not going to be here forever. And what we have, whatever gifts of the spirit that we have, the people who come from our womb, womb of our womb, deserve. That is their inheritance. They they like they that is their birthright for us to make yes. sure that they get it. Mm-hmm. And that's why whenever I can, when they're not in school, I take I take mine with me as well because that is their inheritance to come into yes. their powers, not just what they handing out in these white buildings with the people. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I mean, that's good. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying, that's not your only equipment. 
You know what I mean? I came up because I could go to meetings of Daughters of Isis and Eastern Stars and things in the church where women talked about it all and put a scripture on top of it to boot. They sure did. Oh, wow. They oh, sure wow. did. Mm-hmm. And I was fortunate like that. And, and so we've had a couple of generations now where, you know, strong church women have drifted away from the church and they don't match up so many times what's going on uh, in God's house with what's in your house and, and our bodies mm-hmm. being the temple of God or goddess. They don't, you know, they don't make that connection in a way. We don't have any of those programs like that on, on, on the TV or on the phone things or on the apps. And I, I want to raise up some little princesses that have those kinds of smarts where they can create. If that's where they're going into the machine world, then we need some goddesses that create the apps for African goddesses and African queens so that they can see yes. the power of women that moved armies, women that moved armies and kingdoms. Okay? We might have to redo the black women in antiquity book. Um, oh, wow. Make it real, make it plain. You know, there's a thing that they have here in Western New York that is developing along with the Marcus Garvey program is called the Communiversity. Yes. Community, a Communiversity, you know. Um, and, you know, everybody can feel that one, you know. Come, universe, sit. Joy. Yes, so, and I am a part of the Communiversity myself, yes. Mm-hmm. I am one of the Communiversity where I teach Spoken Word 101 at the uh, Marcus Garvey Back to School Readiness Program. And mm-hmm. uh, Mama Crystal is also uh, one of the uh, site managers over there. And um, she had just called me a few weeks back, and she had a young man get on the phone, and I thought he was one of the students from the uh, high school after-school program that I teach at now currently. And um, when I caught the voice, it was the young man from the after-school program in the summer. And uh, he wrote a poem over the summer that was so sweet that I just couldn't believe it. It it brought tears to my eyes. And um, the young man said that he had submitted that poem to his guidance counselor. And the guidance counselor is now going to recommend that he be put on the list for a a scholarship. Some kind of way he's going to put him into something where he could be selected for a scholarship to go to college. And what they're going to do is going to bump him from a junior straight to college. Awesome. Awesome. And what he has to do is write another poem to submit for him to be selected. And I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. And um, and I asked him what type of piece was he going to do. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe he said he was going to do a piece on the economy. But I'm not oh, sure. Yeah. But whatever the piece was, it was something really powerful that he said he was thinking about, you know, doing a piece on. And that right there made me proud that somebody that I tried to, you know, get to open up and tap into their creativity is going to have this this real grand opportunity that was presented to them and that they could be having, you know, uh, in the in the, you know, current future, you know, not the future, but, you know, it's, it's close. He can obtain this. And... Um, that right there is worth all the riches in the world to me, you know, like that. That's a very, very so. And that's why, uh, you know, we do these things because these kids need to know that they do have somebody that look like them that are there for them Mm -hmm. and, you know, that care about their success in their lives and that, yeah, your life do matter. So I'm so blessed to be a part of that community. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I want to hear more about the Garvey Project. I didn't really, we didn't get to talk a lot today at the radio station, but I know, again, this is why we're creating the uh, Sisterhood of the Buffalo Soldiers Facebook community page so that we can come in, let each other know about our events, let, you know, keep each other informed on the projects. And, hey, we can't all be at each other's things all the time, but as I say, and I, I, had, I had Sister Queens, you just don't know that Lick candles on all their ancestors' altars and gave prayers up for this week, and I felt it, and it made all the difference because I know the power of my sisterhood. And if I say, listen, I can't hold this by myself, be sure to light a candle and a prayer for me because I'm trying to move through some, some heaviness, you know. And, and, yes. and that's what we should do for one another. That's what we must do for yes. one another. We must come to this, this road, uh, you know, the end, the dead end of competitiveness and, and opposition with one another and, and treachery and all these types of things because there's no room for it, you know. And as we said the other night, as the grandmother of 11, no, that is who I work for. I don't work for anybody else here. Make no mistake. Don't get it twisted. Everything I do every day is so that whatever bit of, of clarity and leadership and, and, and resources that I can leave to those uh, emerging uh, next generations, that's my job. That's what I do. That's who I work for. That's my J-O-B, you know? Yes, yeah. ma'am. Yeah, that's it right there. Well, goodness, it has been so, so amazing to have you and your poetry on this evening. And we thank you again for coming out on Friday night. And uh, I guess we'll have to spread the word of the archive of Sister Queens. And who knows, I'll be in um, Harlem on next Sunday with uh, the Mm -hmm. eldest Shango Priest uh, uh, and some of the uh, activists in in Harlem, maybe even Queen Mother for Real's daughter, Imani, who is also working with the elder for the resurrection of the Gods of Africa Yoruba Temple in Harlem. And, uh, you know, we just invite you to come back and bless us with more of your poetry anytime. You now have the um, phone number, so hang on to it, Mm -hmm. where every Sunday night we really try to be, unless he is out of town or I'm too deep in the woods or something like that, we really try to be here every Sunday night. Uh, from 7 to 9, or, you know, 7 to uh, 8.30. Sometimes I see we move it in on 8.30 right now, so by the time we do announcements, I guess we'll be right up at the top of the hour again. Anything else you want to tell us that women or direct us to as far as, and and please let let us know your websites or affiliations where people could uh, learn more about the books you offer, the spoken word, maybe the university, how to get in touch with you. Yeah, that's what I'm trying oh, to Oh, yes, say. ma'am. Thank you. Well, mm-hmm. um, again, my name is Goodness, but I can be found on Facebook under Venetia Chandrell Green. Also, I do have a, a Facebook page set up under Goodness. I'm also mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. I'm mm-hmm. on LinkedIn under Goodness. And um, I look forward to spreading the uh, phone number around to a lot of my sister queen friends and a lot of my poetic sisters. And uh, maybe next weekend I can get my sister queen, uh, Ms. Deatra, Love London on. And she'll be able to I might have seen her at the spoken word when I came in. It was at Sako or some Japanese thing, and there was a sister there who laid it the rest. She sure did. That must have been a nice and naughty night because they had, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, they really had a slam, I guess that's called. Yeah. Yeah, and I missed that night because that was the Mm -hmm. night I had received my award. 
But uh, mm-hmm. my sister Queen Deatra was at the Circle Friday. She came mm-hmm. in with the uh, dashiki on, and uh, okay. she has the book out now. And it's yeah. called Libertas, and you can get that on uh, Kindle. And her book is called Libertas. She has a book of poetry also, and oh, you can right. find that on Kindle, CreateSpace.com, and uh, Amazon.com. And it's written by oh, Deatra yeah. Hassan, the uh, mm-hmm. Deatra Hassan Silva. So she oh, has shit. a book called Libertas as well. So but she'll be able to, you know, bless you guys hopefully with some of her poetry as well and, you know, give you a little bit of history of her book, Libertas, and she'll be able to explain the sister cipher to everyone so that yes. she wants to get out yeah. there. She wants everybody mm-hmm. to, you know, try to form a sister cipher in their area, you know, so that, like I said, we can have a safe haven for our sisters, you know, and just Absolutely. that comfort like you were expressing, that we need, you know, these little rituals and ceremonies, you know, when you light incense and candles, you know, that's a ritual. Mm-hmm. People might not understand it, but, you know, you, you're not just lighting candles and incense, you know, you just no. get <laughs> See how you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, in some households, that that was a part of the Christian Christian atmosphere, whether it came in at Christmas or it came in at the death of a relative. It came in, believe that, because this is what the grandmothers did. You know what I'm saying? And they did, and there wasn't any talk of woo woo or witchcraft or devil worship or anything like that. It was just the fact that this went along with whatever spirit of God they felt. And uh, I like to present it that way as well. But, yes, I remember her, and, and, and that's awesome that uh, the both of you have those books. I was going to ask you before we cut away, maybe before you came on, we were speaking of the um, ceremony because we were supposed to have Sister Patricia on this evening. Yes. And uh, mm-hmm. so tell us a little bit about yes, that yes, beautiful yes, event yes. that happened yesterday with the roses because when we got there, it was just about over. But it was for 30 women, I understand, that were presented roses. Roses and their stories were told about who they were in the community and what they had done. Excuse me, Iaboom. Before yeah. you do that, we have another several okay. And I just well, want to know that um, we only have five minutes because I had something to do. So I Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's 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 hurry up and welcome the lady that's trying to get in here in since we only do have five minutes left. Hello. Hi, this is Sister Patricia. Oh, well, there, there you have it. So we'll just be closing out on this five minutes because we mentioned your program yesterday, and, of course, as we got there late, we probably didn't do it justice. So, Sister Patricia, please introduce yourself and just tell our listeners a little bit about your event yesterday. Wow. I'm Sister Patricia Elliott, uh, in the city of Buffalo, Thomas Um Yesterday's event was put on by... Mother Eva Doyle, who is a local mm, historian for at least 50 years in the city of Buffalo. I'm saying at least. And um, she's a former Buffalo public school teacher, but she finds enough time in what she does um, to honor women. Uh, every single year she honors them with what's called a Rose Award. She looks at the women in the community who doing things to help bring our community together help strengthen our community, mothers, you know, daughters, sisters. I mean, it ranges from, I think, the youngest girl there was an 18-year-old young woman um, or, or just not too much older than 18, up until women who are well in their 90s. I think the 
don't understand it. It's something like 94 years old. Um, Mother Eva Doyle, um, this is women's history, and I think she does this every March to celebrate women. And she, she really um, just takes her time and, and, and shares with us knowledge, love, understanding. She presents for us every year at our Kwanzaa ceremony, uh, Imani Faith at my center at the Rocky Green Center where you were on Friday night. Um, she does a beautiful, uh, what do you call it? She she does a wonderful presentation on black history. And she puts an artist uh, or two, and she really does a huge um, expoundation on, on that person's life. She brings in music. She brings the lyrics to their songs. And she talks about what was going on in the day and time of that person. Um, but yesterday's event was powerful. She found 28 different women to share herself with, to share her love with, and just let them know that it's good what you're doing. I know a lot of people don't get mm-hmm. uh, a word to say thank you for what you're doing in our community. And if anybody needs to get a word, it's probably even joyous. And I'm sure she's got many. But what she did for us yesterday was just to encourage us to keep doing what we're doing, to not give up, to not stop, to always see the love in one another, the beauty in one another, each of us in the world. You know, and, and, and even though we are roses and not to be trampled upon, we can have a horn every now and then to, to let people know, hey, you can't tread too lightly through here. you got to be very mm-hmm. careful and delicate. And yet, at the same time, it's just power. Um, it was amazing yesterday. I got there late, too, but I don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was just gorgeous and beautiful. I did have the honor of meeting Mother Doyle just as uh, we had gotten there. She had not left yet, and believe you me, I'm going to get back in touch with her, and she will be our special guest on Sister Queen's Rise and Shine mm-hmm. at some point for sure because we just can tell from who she is in this community that, you know, her ancestors and, and God has blessed her tremendously in her life and what what an amazing gift you women have and, and, and someone ahead of you to follow, you know what I mean? She's, I'm sure she's mentored a number of women. We are so sorry that you tagged in so close to the edge of the end because I do want to give the Queen Mother her opportunity to make announcements for uh for the blog talk radio but again we'll have you back as well we had a a wonderful time listening to some of the poetry from from goodness and as we are right here at 828 i'm going to just say you know sangoma uh kindred dot org or uh, find us on facebook for those that are listening and might want to check back queen mother what do you have for us coming up i know you're going to talk about the march in a second Mm mm-hmm we definitely are recruiting people for the Million Mothers March and Pow Wow July 29th in Augusta, Georgia. So we're looking for every woman that uh, has that mother archetype because you don't have to bear children without a mother archetype. Stamp out the evils that uh, plague our society, especially child sexual abuse. That's our main concern. Everyone, good night and thank you so much. We've been so blessed by your sharing of your words of eloquence. It was magnificent and I definitely appreciate it. And thank you, Ia, for introducing us to all of this. 
as we rise and shine our sisterhood. Ashay. Ashay. Till next week. We enjoyed it so much. Everyone have a tremendously blessed and uplifted week. Ashay. Congratulations, Sister Patricia, if you still on. Oh, I love you, Sister Patricia. This was wonderful. This was nice.